What's up, babes? It's a glorious morning, a day that we will never see again in this lifetime. So let's take the time to enjoy life while we can. I'm your girl, Neek Austin, and this is Koro is a Crush. Austin, the CEO and founder of Coro, a home-based beauty, wellness, and design shop, providing premium, high-quality press-on nails, beauty accessories, and a home decor that we know you'll fall in love with, all while providing a community for self-care lovers, beauty mavens, and small business owners to live life on their terms through fashion, beauty, and faith. Today's episode is called How to Stay Organized When Running a Small Business. So people out there in my in my tribe, let me ask you a question. Are you organized in your business for those who have small businesses? Now I'm sure you're great at organizing at home, but honestly, I'm not a good home organizer and I can honestly say that, but when it comes to my business, I am very organized. And one thing about me that y'all may not know is that I am a stationary addict. If you haven't noticed, I do sell stationary in my shop. But I love being surrounded by sticky notes and sticky flags. When I was a little girl, my mom used to collect notebooks and pens of every color and every style, and that's because she was an educator for 43 years. And having notebooks and planners, it just did something for me. It just made me feel so warm and googly inside just to smell what a piece of paper, you can get that new scent from a piece of paper in the planner or the notebook. And for to, actually, to this day, I still collect pens and notebooks. Like, I get so excited when school comes around, my kids, they drag their feet. But my husband and I, we go into the store and we be tearing up the stationary aisle. Just look at that. Notebooks and pens and everything because we are literally stationary ass. But as much as I love stationary, staying organized is a constant battle for me. You see, it's not just about having the right tools. It's about knowing how to use them well and getting out of your own way so you can focus on what matters most, your customers' needs. Staying organized when running a small business, it does take some, it does take more than just the ability to throw items to the floor. Now it's hard to believe, but it will be two years um, come next month since I started my business, Coro, and I've learned a lot since then. I've learned how to stay organized and how to manage my time, which is very super hard for me. It is so hard to stay organized as a business owner, but it's not impossible. Okay, so here are some of my favorite ways to keep on top of my business. One, I love keeping a list of all the things that need to be done in my journal, and they cost them all I actually have a journal that I do every single month, and y'all may have heard me talk about this on Instagram, where I have said that every first Sunday of the month, I meet with the Trinity. Now, the crazy part was my husband heard me one day talking, and he didn't know who I was talking to, and he said, me, who are you talking to? I said, I'm talking to the Trinity. He said, who? I said, boy, Jesus, God, and the Holy Ghost. That's who I meet with every Sunday, every first Sunday of the month, because my business is ordained by God. Y'all already know that. For those who don't know, it is ordained by God, meaning he is the one that supplies the business to me. He is the one that gave me the vision. So everything that I do on 
really important dates and even some fun ones so I can keep them in mind at all times. And I think that's one of the things that as small business owners we need to have. But not only do I have my calendar on my phone or also on my MacBook, but I also have a big calendar that sits behind me in my office. And I always write down different things on different dates, whether it's personal or professional. And it's colorful because I love color. So everything is color-coded for me, even down to each individual in my household. We all have a certain color. That way we know if something is going on in the calendar, we automatically know who color it belongs to. And we know that they got an appointment or they got something that needs to be done. And number three, making a list. It also helps me feel more organized. I like to write down everything I need to do, and then I prioritize them based on urgency and importance. For example, I had some nail sets that I needed to complete today. So my urgency was to make sure that the people that um, needed their um, nail sets in a hurry, those that had a certain date, they came first. And then the ones that I could possibly wait on just a little bit longer, I pushed them to the back. So that's what we're talking about when we're talking about making the list, okay? Now my guest host for today is a bigger stationary addict than I am. She actually owns a stationary shop and can also help you get organized in your business or your corporation. So I would like for you to welcome Miss Denisha Carter from Lovely Goods Co. Good morning, how are you doing? Good morning, Nick. how are you? Thank you so much for having me on this um, podcast. I'm so honored to be here. Absolutely, I am blessed and highly favored in the Lord. So um, doing very well, doing very well. It is the holiday season and um, getting ready for your Christmas list or have you started or you haven't started yet? As far as shopping for other people, I have not started. Me neither. <laughs> not at one bit. Nope, I haven't started. I'm the one that likes to wait to the last minute, yet at the same time, if I see things throughout the year that I know maybe my kids maybe need or want, I will pick them up and go on and purchase it and put it away. But I'm the one that likes to wait to the last minute and just buy stuff online. Yeah, I like to do that too. Like my son, he, well, he wants all this expensive stuff. So I'm just like, oh, you're killing my pockets. Every year, his list goes higher and higher in price. Jesus, these boys, well, preteen, I should say. I understand. My son is 15 and I have a daughter that's 16. So every year around this time of the year, I actually And my daughter's list gets longer. My son's list gets shorter, praise the so I am good when it comes to them. Listen, like I said, I think I was I was on a um, I was on a live uh, Sunday night, and like I said then, and I'm gonna say it again now. Um, when it comes to my children, if they want something for Christmas, I send them to the grandparents. Whatever they need, my husband and I we take care of the needs. They take care of the wants. That's what cuts my list down, and I ain't got to spend a whole lot of money. That's a good idea. Smart thinking. <laughs> Because my mom was like, see, what do the kids want this year for Christmas? Because I'm going to get what they want. I don't know. They ain't send me no lips. I guess they don't want nothing this year. If we're going to give them gift cards or something like that. Because they do it by their own stuff. I ain't got I've, I've had my son listed like all this. keeps adding to it. Sure. You have an iPhone or an Android? I have an Android. Okay. 
So I have an iPhone and my daughter and my son, we all have iPhones. My husband is a teen Android. So in our, in our iPhones, they have their Christmas list and I look at to save it. And so what they do is they go to the list and they just add to the list in my phone. And all I hear is ding, 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 ding. And I'm like, dude, I don't know where you think we're getting this money from to get you stuff that I ain't got. type of you know HR consulting advice that they may have so both businesses kind of go hand in hand a little bit because I do have like the digital planner that can be used to you know help organize your tasks because my digital planner it's not just for business owners if you're a stay-at-home mom stay-at-home wife business owner even a student and has so many different elements to it it's 534 pages and that's before, yeah, and that's before you can even like copy the pages to make more. It's Oof. very robust, yeah. Oof. <laughs> now, within that digital planner, do you have multiple, is it with multiple years or is it just for 2023? It's just for 2023. Oof. <laughs> I've never seen a planner that big before, not a digital one anyway. And not even in person. So to see, to hear 534 pages, oh my goodness. How did you find the time to create it? And here's the thing, and here's um, a piece of business advice. When you're not good at something, outsource in your business. I had somebody that actually, like, of course, I gave her all the ideas and the sections that I want, but actually putting it together, I hired a graphic designer. She okay. did that. Oh, okay. Yeah, if it was up to me to actually, like, like, graphic work nobody would buy it because it'd be ugly i'm just being honest that's just not my area of expertise outsource if you can afford to outsource i highly recommend for businesses to do that okay okay i've never out I, I, the only time i've outsourced anything and actually my first time outsourcing outside of my company is actually through my virtual summit that's coming up next year and i have paid from paradise she is Because I got bigger things to deal with when it comes to this virtual summit. I said, do my fly. 
COVID, I said, okay, we're going to have to go virtual the first year. And so it's actually going to take place from August the 12th through August the 14th of 2023. And it will be held via Zoom. And um, also I am creating a virtual mall for all my vendors. So that way the customers can actually shop with them Friday, Saturday, and Sunday instead of it just being an all-day thing on Saturday. Because I thought about it, who really is going to have time if you're listening to us speak and watching what's going on on the Zoom during the summer? So I opened it up and said, okay, let's do a three-day weekend. And so when we actually do it in person, it will still remain a three-day weekend. But yeah, the, the I Choose Me Virtual Summit is basically for women right now, for women who are going through everyday women things and just need somebody to listen to, need somebody to connect with, need somebody to somewhat post-pandemic. We still have nobody to leave. And with us being in the house, I, I know a lot of us, not me, but a lot of us, we drove people crazy in the home. You know, uh, statistics have shown that domestic violence went up a lot. Child abuse has went up a lot. And so I'm like, you know, mental health has soared through the roof. So I'm, I was in the position, I'm like, you know what? Let's just take a let our hair down and just have a party celebrating womanhood. So that's what the awesome. virtual summit is going to be about. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, congratulations on, you know, getting the ball running on that. That's going to be awesome. Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you. So if um, anybody that wants to become a vendor or a sponsor, you're more than welcome to join as a vendor or a sponsor and just um, send me an email at hello at shopcoro.com and I can give you all the information there. Okay, I'll have to invite you to my Facebook group um, so that you can tell the women about it in there. Cool beans, cool beans. Now, you know I don't do Facebook, but I'll do it for you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll join the group, but don't look for me to talk all the time, but I'll do it for you. <laughs> I understand. It, it was one of those things on social media that I gave up because of the issues that I was going through in my life. I needed to make a sacrifice, and God said, you got to sacrifice one part of social media, and that was the social media I gave up because I was giving Facebook too much attention, and I wasn't giving him enough attention. So I get that. Yes, but, you know, I, um, I do bounce back and forth on Facebook from time to time. But like I said, I don't mind joining the group. I greatly appreciate you all for the opportunity to join your group. And I'll, um, I do pay attention to messages when they come through my phone. I, I do respond. Okay. <laughs> yes, ma'am. So let's go on and actually start the questions. <laughs> so okay. my first question for you is this. What is something that would surprise people to know about you? What is something that people, uh, what is something about you that people don't know about you that you don't mind sharing? Something that people don't know about me that I don't mind sharing. Hmm. That's a good question. I'm trying to think. A lot of people have a misconception of me that I'm very quiet and like shy, but that's that's not true. Like I just had a conversation with somebody a couple weeks ago. It was a friend of mine, and he's like, "I thought you were bougie and stuck up." I'm like, "No, I am one of the most down to earth people you will ever be." And I've heard that, you know, several times. So it's just like, I like doing podcast interviews like this, like this and going live so that people can, you know, get a better perception, understanding. 
Like I even had people tell me they thought I was older than what I was because of how I act, because I'm mature and they just think I'm not, I'm only 34. They think I'm older because of how I act and that, you know, I'm a little stuck up. I'm like, no, I'm very cool, collected and down to earth, especially when you really get to get to know me. Okay. 
on how it's today and of course you know the topic here is organization you have to be organized in your business have all of your ducks in a row before you start hiring people like i guess now that now i'm kind of branching off into the hr side of what i do so let's yeah so make sure you're organized and have all your ducks in a row before you start trying to bring people on your team because you can't hire an office manager and you don't know like what exactly you want them to do. You need to make sure you know all their tasks in and out. You need to make sure you can train them properly. Because if you're just hiring people willy-nilly and then it's unorganized, that's how you have high training. So I would say have a strong foundation when it comes to setting up your business um, taxes properly, setting up your business license, registering with the state, making sure your legal stuff is done first. And then do all the fun stuff like creating your logo and the fonts and your social media campaigns. Make sure you have the business stuff down at first and then, you know, move on to the next step. Okay. Well, let me, let me ask you this. Now, this is what I did in my business and I want you to tell me, it, I don't, I don't think it was an okay move, but for me it was okay because I knew what I wanted to do. So when I started my business prior to December the 5th of 2020, Website, it was 
because visually when I open my inbox and I see the different colors and the labels, it's not just like a blank slate of emails that helps me stay organized. So that's something I really recommend for people to do as well. Right. Now, I know I do that in my emails. Depending on the people that I subscribe to, some of the people that actually provide a service, some of the information is useful for me, for my business being that I sell products. We'll color code them and have, like I have a category called coaches. So every okay. coach that I follow or that I have subscribed to, they all fall under the category coach. They all have their, even though they have their individual, but they all color code. And like I said earlier, color is really big for me. Really, really big for me because I love color. So I make sure that everything, and I mean everything, is color coded, even down to notebooks. Certain notebooks that I have pertaining to certain things in the business is color coded. When I do my notes for um, my um, for my meetings that I have with myself, I color code in my um, in my notebook what it is that I'm doing. What have we accomplished um, in the last three months for this quarter? What is it that we need to change for this quarter? What is it that we need to do for this quarter? So I, I write everything down and I'm old school. I like the notebooks. I'm digital, but I haven't made it to the digital planner yet. And I think that's why I haven't made it to the digital plan, digital planner. Because number one, I don't have a tablet anymore. Number two, I ain't got the patience. So, <laughs> give me my notebook. Give me my color pens, because I am pen crazy. Like, I will go out. I'm the one that goes out and invests in 24 gel pens, 24 to 48 gel pens, because I love the colors. Yeah. In, the, in my notebook, everything is color-coded. So if somebody was to go behind me and say, well, I need to see such and such and such, I could tell them, well, go to tab, whatever it is, and look for this color. And oh, wow. they can follow right through, right behind everything that I do. And it's always worked for me. So that's why I'm like, that's my organization. <laughs> that's yeah. what, you know, that's what works for me. But yeah, I understand. Yeah, organization is really dope. Yeah, you gotta find, you know, what what works best for you. And also, one thing I do to help me stay organized and stay on task, have you heard of the Pomodoro method? No. So what that is, um, it's basically where you time your task. So for example, you'll work for 30 minutes, you take a five minute break, and then you work for 30 minutes. But YouTube has like a lot of different channels for Pomodoro where they have like the peaceful music playing in the background and then on your screen you can see like the whatever peaceful background it is so they'll play like 30 minutes of the music or study time work and then they'll say okay now it's time for a break and then they'll change the music and they'll have the timer for the five or ten minute break and that really helps me so for 30 minutes i'm doing this task i take my break for five ten minutes whether that's me scrolling social media or maybe I'm just going outside to get a breath of fresh air getting a snack because my full-time job I work from home so it's easy for me to do that but I've found out that you know that really helps me too so I do recommend that for people I never knew that's what it was called because I saw it I saw that on Pinterest mm-hmm. and I said something has got to give because I get bored sitting here doing these nail sets and my back is towards the door because I'm in my corner doing nails. And so I say, well, let me time myself. And what I do is I do 45 minutes 
a concert. Okay. And then I take my 15 minute break and do whatever I need to do, whether it's go to the bathroom, get a snack, sit there and watch TV, laugh at somebody for a while, go outside, uh, look out the doors or anything like that because my business is full time. So everything I do is at home. Like my business, Cobro, is all, this is all I do. And so I never knew what the name of it was, but I, yeah, I've tried that and I'm like, this does work. Because it also gives me a break from my eyes because I'm really big on looking at that computer screen constantly because I'll sit in front of a computer screen forever. And over the years, you know, well, you already know, working in the office, you know, working in the office, our eyes will get tired. So that's when we started implementing that and putting that in place. Yeah, it's a whole, yeah, it's a name for it, and you can go on YouTube and find so many videos, and it's just nice, because they play the different music, and then you can, like, have it playing on your phone, or your tablet, or something, where you can, you know, you can glance at the video that they have playing in the background. I'll send you the link to one of my favorites that I follow on YouTube. Okay, that's, that's yeah, nope, I really wanted to, um, I wanted to go back to it, especially with this holiday season, I really need to get it in Tuesday, I'm going to maybe send out, reach out to um, 
potential clients for my HR consulting business. So I try not to overwhelm myself because I used to do that. I'm like, I got to do 20 things in one day. That's not realistic. It doesn't work. It just shoots my anxiety up to the roof. I have to break out my businesses into separate days. Or if I do work on both businesses in the same day, I make sure the tasks are really quick and easy tasks that I can do. Because remember, I have a full-time job in HR as well, so I have to work around um, all that. And I have a son who's active. He, you know, does sports and all the other stuff he has going on. I understand. I understand. And a lot of people don't realize that, you know, being a business owner is not an easy feat. If it was easy, everybody would be. Yep, it's not easy at all. Because some days you make money, and there's times when you won't make money. So, and you have to be okay with not making money every day. You have to say that you're okay with not making money every day. Because if you're not, you're not going back into the work. Right, that's true. Yep. So, um, we are at question. We're at question five. So. You have a challenge right now. What would be, what could you say is your biggest challenge right now? My big, I'm gonna give you my biggest challenge and the solution that I need to overcome this challenge. Okay. So right now, um, right now my biggest challenge is just to be transparent, it's um, inventory for like my level goods, my business. So um, I feel like when a lot of businesses start, they, start out of pocket especially if they don't have any grants or loans so i'm at an awkward moment right now where it's like i want to add more inventory more physical inventory to lovely goods but it's just the funding part so my solution to that is i want to start applying to grants for that i really don't want to take out any small business loans because there's so many grants out there you can get i just had a facebook friend today that posted some grants so I think, you know, um, I think that would help if, you know, I got some grants, especially as a small business, minority-owned, woman-owned, black-owned business. But I know there's a lot of resources out there for us. Right, right. And I've seen them. I've seen people apply for the grants. I never applied for the grants when I started my business. I was fortunate. I had salad partners, which I thought were my son and my husband. They
ask anything. I normally just throw it up in the store and say, here it is. I hope it sells. And so I had to change my mindset from that and yeah. start asking questions, which helped me out because one of my biggest challenges is communication. Because I live in my head so much, I don't communicate. And by the time I communicate, everybody mad because I ain't talking. So oh, no. <laughs> I am learning how to communicate with my customers. I'm learning how to communicate with my followers. So um, when I talked about my summit, everybody jumped on it. And I'm like, ooh, thank you, Jesus. But you know, you was going to make it work anyway because you gave me the vision. So when it comes to products, um, September, I did a 30-day nail art challenge. And so what I did was every single day I created a new nail set. And that was part of my fall collection. And okay. I had a lot of people saying, oh, I like that nail. Oh, I like that nail set. Oh, my God, that nail set. Oh, is that nail set going to be in the store? And so now I know every September I do a 30-day nail art challenge because that is what my customer base like. And that right. will help my numbers on Etsy because when I add those nails to that store, that's what helps me generate more. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's a good idea for you since you said you wanted to add more products. You just couldn't figure out a way how to do it. Ask your customers. That's what they're there for. Oh, yeah, most definitely. That's great advice. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, so here's my next question for you. What is your most memorable failure? Ooh, my most memorable failure as it comes to business. Yeah. It's okay, business wise. Um, don't say personal failure. Yeah, we could write a we could write a um dissertation for that. Right, I think I think we all can. Um, my biggest, um, you said the biggest failure. Your most memorable. Oh, my most memorable one. Um, my most memorable failure. Everything is organic. So I don't stress over the following numbers. 
um, you know, any mistakes that you may have made or things that you've learned from. Yep, absolutely. So, yeah, that's why doing this series, Expand Your Empire, I learned so much from other people when I be doing these interviews and everything. And I have a ball. And sometimes I have to, I'll go back to a prior episodes just to catch the information again and write it down. And I'm like, you know what, I'm going to try it this way this time. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. So if you had the choice to start over, what would you do differently? And actually, I think you may have answered this already. Yeah, I, was, I think I have. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So basically, that answer was doing better marketing research. Yes. Okay. All right. So what does your business mean to you? Because a lot of us, when we start our businesses, we become overprotective. It's like creating a business for us is like having, you know, birth of the baby. So what does your business mean to you? So for Carter HR Solutions, what that means to me is I like being able to help small businesses with some issues as it comes to HR related things. A lot of times people get in trouble with the IRS, Department of Labor, EEOC, because simply it's just because they don't know any better. Right. They might not mean any harm, but when you have that one disgruntled employee that wants to, and you work in HR, so you know, when you have that one disgruntled employee that wants to go to Department of Labor, file an EEOC claim, and a lot, a lot of times stuff like that could have been avoided, whether it's from hiring an employee as a W-2 employee versus a 1099, a lot of employers might want to bring them on as a 1099 contractor when they really should be W-2 employees. So I've talked to, you know, employers like that. So I love the fact that I can, you know, assist small businesses in helping them stay in compliance, whether it's, you know, making sure the policies in their employee handbook are written correctly, the job descriptions are exactly what the job entails. So that's what I would say for my, um, you know, HR consulting, especially, you know, helping these small business owners that just don't know what they should or shouldn't be doing. Right, right. Talk about our prices, they're like, oh, 
you're smart well, all this work that you're doing, you have the education, so I'm an MBA in HR management, you have the experience, you don't try to meet people's budget, you know, you have to charge exactly, you know, what you're worth, because you put in a lot of work into, you know, your business and what you're doing. So I'm glad that people kind of talk to me about, you know, that type of stuff. And speaking on that, I think it's um, important to surround yourself with people who are in the same industry as you. I've learned so much from other HR consultants. I'm in a couple HR groups. Um, I did a free um, webinar a few weeks ago for small business owners and different HR topics. And I had another HR speaker. She reached out to me and said, hey, if you need any tips, let me know. Um, I can tell you what you should talk about, what you shouldn't. So it's nice to have that community of people that do the same thing as you do. Because it's not about competition. It's about building a community and helping each other because I mean you might not your your plate might be full so you can refer them to somebody else and then they can do the same thing to you and I know that's not what you asked me but I just wanted to add that in there oh no 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 and my thing is advice um advice given is the best advice so I'm like it doesn't matter you could have you could have kept on talking about all the advice that you have received that was the greatest that you have ever had that you have ever heard but um, I do agree on that about meeting people in your community that um, better yet in your industry because there's a lot of us male techs that are um, that I am friends with and I think the hardest part for us is that everybody thinks that we're here to take customers no no we're not here to take customers we may be here for collaborations we're here for ideas we're here for oh where did you get that packaging from yeah, that packaging is dope but I want to get it in things of that nature and um i will honestly say nail tech industry is growing by the droves but at the same time i i feel i just wish that everybody could charge what it is they are worth and um it took me a long time to get my pricing too but to see other people i see other people undercharge big time just to make the sale i'm like how do you make a profit because it took yeah. me to make a profit lovelygoodsco.com 
all my social media is Lovely Goods Co. I try to keep it, you know, consistent. Um, except my TikTok is Lovely Goods One. So again, my website is Lovely Goods Co. And my um, social media is Lovely Goods Co. As well. All right, all right. Thank you so much for being on this episode of Coro is Crush. Just for being on this series, Expand Your Empire. I have learned a lot. just a small one. The first step is making sure you have a good filing system in place. If you don't already have one, now is the time to start building one. This can be as simple or as complicated as you want it to be. You can use folders, envelopes, or even sometimes, or even something like Evernote or Dropbox just to store your documents and information about your company. But just make sure that whatever system works best for you is easy enough for everyone else in your office to use. Once you have your filing system up and running and everyone knows how it works, it's time for some accountability. Decide who will be responsible for what area of the business. Maybe one person can take care of the filing, all, you know, doing all the receipts with the vendors. You also have another person that will handle your invoices and payables. You may have another person that handles your inventory and management and so on and so on. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, make sure not to be bogged down by fear or doubt. Give her courage and strength in this season of her life. Help her trust in your grace and guidance as she makes decisions about where she wants to go professionally. 
Please protect us from any evil that tries to come into our lives or our businesses. Continue to protect our families and our friends, as well as business associates from harm as well. Help us to be kind and helpful to those who need it the most, especially those who do not have the same privileges as we do. We pray for all of those who are seeking a new business opportunity, that they may succeed in their endeavors. Please bless those who are seeking employment, that they may find work that is suited to their talents, their skills, and their interests. I also pray, Lord, that all of our hard work will be rewarded with success and prosperity in our lives, so we can use our profits to help others who are less fortunate than us right now, but might need some extra help soon, too. And as I close out this prayer, Lord, I ask for your grace and your mercy to continue to follow us all the days of our lives, and to thank you for the confidence to know that with each prayer that we pray to you, Father, that it is traveled by the Holy Spirit to your ears. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Amen and amen. So again, people, thank you so much for tuning in to Coro is a Crush. Thank you so much to Denisha. Make sure that you are following her on all facets of social media at Lovely Good Code. That is spelled L-O-V-E-L-Y-G-O-O-D-S-C-O. And that is Lovely Goods Code. Make sure that you check out her website as well, lovelygoodsco.com. Again, she is uh, what I would call the stationary addict. And she also helps out with human resources. So if you know of anybody that may need help in their business or just need a consultant, please, please reach out to Miss Denisha. She is more than welcome to help. And again, Denisha, thank you so much for taking the time to stop and by. Coco is a crush to share your business tips and tricks here on Expand Your Empire. And I am your girl, Miss Austin. Hey, hey, it's Neek Austin here, the host of Coro is a Crush, where we talk about fashion, beauty, and faith while remaining true to ourselves. Every episode, I talk to someone who's trying to make a change for themselves or their community and learn about how they've made big or small improvements in their lives. I also chat about what's going on in the world that might be holding us back from being our best selves. If you're interested in becoming a sponsor for the Coro is a Crush podcast, please reach out to Coro Crush Podcast at gmail.com. Check out our new advertising opportunities now available on our website at www.shopcoro.com. Book your ad spot today and let me do the rest. I love to hear from you.